The Heart of Art is sponsored in part by the Texas A&M University Art Galleries, which includes the Stark and Forsyth Galleries located inside the MSC. The galleries provide a variety of opportunities to experience art exhibitions, events, and hands-on activities. More information at uart.tamu.edu. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Hello, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to the KME Studios. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Today in the studio, we have a very special show planned for you. We will be speaking to a student here at Texas A&M. His name is Luke Costariz, and he is currently a sophomore here uh, under the Department of Visualization. And he is the first place winner of the MSC Visual Arts Committee Art Fest 2022. Uh, and this is an exhibition that is currently open uh, at the James R. Reynolds Gallery, if you'd like to go check it out. And if you want to check out Luke's work before we have this discussion, you can go to his website, LukeCosteriz.com. And that's K-O-S-T-O-H-R-Y-Z. LukeCosteriz.com. All right. Now for our announcements, we have um, oh the debut of the new Bronze Reveille statue was uh, last Friday, March 3rd. And this new statue is at the Kyofield Plaza right by the resting place of eight previous Reveille's which is on the north side of the stadium. It was designed by Jim Scannell, and it depicts Reveille perched on a path of the sun in the sky to represent how each Reveille has her time in the sun. And this is a great way to memorialize uh, our mascot here from A&M. And so I encourage you all to go check it out now that this bronze statue is up and ready for you to enjoy. And if you have any art events or artists that you would like to see featured on the show, please email theheartofart at tamu.edu. That's theheartofart at tamu.edu. All right, let's start my conversation with Luke Costariz. Today in the studio, we have a very special show planned for you. We actually have a student here uh, from A&M. He's a sophomore right now. But last year, he won the MSC VAC's Art Fest. Uh, he was a first place winner. And that exhibit is currently open now until April 29th at James R. Reynolds Gallery. He is also very young, but he already has a lot of wins under his belt. He's a three-time winner of the VASE competition hosted by the Texas Art Education Association, in which he was a gold seal winner. So this is Luke Costores. Hi, Luke. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. I'm, I'm super happy to be here. Awesome. Yeah, I heard that you're a visualization student here, right? Yes. And that's in the School of Performance Visualization and Fine Arts. Yes, which is new this year. Right. How is that going? It's great. I'm in the animation track currently, mm -hmm. um, which has been presenting a lot of cool opportunities. 
um, and new avenues of art that I haven't gotten to experience before. Um, so it's really great program, a lot of great people in it, and I'm super happy to be in it. Right. I've, I've gotten the chance to interview a couple people from that school, and they've all been very impressive. But for my guests here, I'd like to go into your background before we go into your art. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, where are you from, and how do you think that that impacted your love for art? Yeah, I'm from Keller, which is near Fort Worth, um, and I grew up there pretty much my entire life, moved a little bit around that area. Um, and honestly, I don't know how much that area impacted my love for art as much as it was just the people that were in my life. Um, I would say my parents just encouraged me to pursue art. And it's not something where like they were good at it or they did it growing up, but they saw the potential and they saw my love for it. And so they created an environment for me to really grow in that. And so I remember stories of like, I'm like three years old, um, sitting in like a, a classroom where my mom's teaching with like adult scissors just cutting away like paper and um getting markers and, and paint and just painting away um even eating the paint sometimes which is probably not good but maybe that gave me my superpowers i'm not sure but oh, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i can always remember just always getting into into art since a young age Awesome. I'm sure that helped your immune system too <laughs> yeah. a little bit. And so your parents weren't into the art world. So how did you learn how to paint? Yeah, it was just uh, one of those things where I was just a little kid and people said like, hey, you're pretty good. Then I'm like, really? Oh, oh okay. I guess I'll, I'll do this. And so um, my parents tried getting me into some art classes and I, I just did not like them. I hated the instruction and being told what to do. And, and so I would just... I would never wanted to go to that. Um, but I was still never quit drawing on my own. And so I think it was just a, a progression of um, getting influences from, from different places of just looking at things, watching videos, um, just kind of doing it on my own time, which developed into um, painting eventually. It was just a lot of um, pencil drawings as a kid. And then high school is when I started to get into more oil and acrylic painting. Um, and that's where I found a lot of um, more freedom and expression of, of what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So would you say you're self-taught? Yeah, I would say I'm yeah. self-taught, yeah. Okay. I've had some some great mentors along the way from like a high school teacher um, who really encouraged me to, to pursue this like as a possible career. Um, and just some professors at A&M currently who are um, really encouraging me to, to pursue this as well. I mean, I love that your talent spoke for itself and then you just rolled with it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, and when was the moment that you knew you wanted to dedicate your life to art? Because I know that you're majoring in visualization, so yeah. you kind of have that idea. So where did that come from? Yeah, I mean, when it came time to decide of like, you know, what to do, um, I don't know what else I would do, honestly, of like, I had an interest in maybe doing engineering for a little bit and I enjoyed tinkering with, um, with stuff as well. But when it came down to it, I just don't know what else would make me as happy as designing and, and creating things for other people is really what I love to do. Um, and being able to communicate other people's stories and creating spaces, um, for people to start conversations and, um, just something I've really felt called to do. So I don't know if there's an exact moment where I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, this is it. It was more of just like always kind of lingering there of trying to like maybe come up with a more stable option, but at the end of the day, not coming to, to, to do that. 
Right. Life of an artist is tough. Yeah. Uh, it's tough out here in the job market. But I mean, I know that you even designed like some logos for your high school. Yeah. Did that kind of push you towards that decision, too? Yeah. So it's like this this love for art and painting has started to stem into more of the digital space of creating designs and logos for for people. Um, I've got the chance to, to work with my high school marching band creating their show logo, which is really cool to to go back to another creative space, but from another perspective, right. um, getting more behind the scenes, um, getting to work um, with my brothers, uh, with company, creating a, a mural inside their warehouse to just foster more creativity. And, and that was just a super cool opportunity of like, they trusted such a young kid to, to do something like that. Um, and so it started off very small. And of course, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger of I won't really turn down an opportunity to, tr- to try something new. And so I'm always looking to to get into the next creative field of, of uh, I've been painting for a while. So let's see how designing will go and, and how animation will go. And so I'm always trying to adapt and learn something new. And how big would you say that mural was? It was uh, it was like 115 by like f- 15 feet. It oh, was wow. it was huge, and it it took a took a good like two months of going to every Sunday, and um, it was really just a, a cool thing to do. Like the whole process of it was a little more labor intensive, which I actually kind of enjoyed. Of like it was a lot of physical uh, activity and like getting on ladders to reach that high and. Um, and at the end of the day, still seeing like my brother going to work and that's like what they see every day and um, kind of the backdrop to, to their daily life has just been a, a really cool part to play in that. Right. That must be very validating mm-hmm. for you. Um, so now you being an art student, how do you balance being an artist and being a student? Like, I bet that must be really tough. Yeah, I, I don't get a lot of time yeah. um, in college to necessarily paint and do a lot of the things I did growing up. But being a visualization student, my, you know, academics is largely focused on creating, which is a blast. And I'm very thankful for that, um, whether it's creating short films in, in a class or rebranding businesses in, in another, like they all kind of still get that spark going. And, and so it's not something where I, I lose and come back to every break, which I, I, I get to, to focus more on like some personal projects and, and commissions over break. But um, it's something where even in school, I'm still flexing that muscle and, and learning new, new avenues of, of, to do that. And so the balancing act is, is not, um, that detrimental to, to my growth. I don't think, cause while I'm not doing what I usually get to do with oil painting, I'm still creating. And that's at the end of the day, what I enjoy doing. Right. So it would definitely be more assignment based, right? Yeah. What you're, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Cool. And in your website, I saw that you wanted to be a messenger for others. Um, Is that part of your love for art? Yes. That, I think in high school um, is when I started to realize like, hey, this is probably something I want to do for the rest of my life. And it's something that, it was just kind of there. And um, it came time to do a whole whole, like series of works over, over one topic. And so when I was thinking of like, what I wanted to do, I went back to like the root of like, why am I doing art? And I think at the end of the day, seeing like this talent that was just a gifted to me, it, it truly is a gift of, of God to me. Um, and so I wanted to, to be able to honor him through that. And so I took the time to, to talk to some family friends um, and gather stories from, from their lives and 
um, being able to communicate the way that God God's hand has been in their lives and uh, the, the the series was called Is the Hand of God a Coincidence? And so kind of taking a lot of these uh, monumental moments in our life where it looks like pure coincidence, but God's hand was in that. And so being a messenger for God came from one of those stories. And, and so uh, it was our family friend who um, had a son and at 14 months old, uh, he passed away sadly. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was just a, a really hard time in her life of trying to deal with that. Um, but during that, that grieving process, her sister came to her and, and she said, his, his name was Matthew. Uh, Matthew visited me today and she was like, okay, like really, like I, I don't really wanna hear that. He's like, no, like through a little bird. And so uh, that same bird um, was at the, the day of the funeral chirping and, and bringing joyful music and that bird will follow her like everywhere she goes throughout her life of that's a reminder that um matthew is with god now and and in a better place and so um she she calls that that story she has a little pamphlet that she can hand people that um god's messenger was a bird and so that was the focal point of the series and i realized that while doing that and creating a piece surrounding that that i was being a messenger for her a messenger for others and, and uh, a messenger for God. And so um, that's something that is the driving force for what I do right. is um, just the Lord in, in the, the way that he's been moving in my life, um, being called to be an ambassador for him, uh, another word for that is a messenger. And so right. um, being able to have that inspiration and, and ground of, of that's the foundation of why I'm creating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that you went out to search for those stories yourself. Because yeah. I think in your website you said that um, you were starting to feel like a little biased, but yeah. then you moved on to your own experiences and that just kind of added a whole other layer to it. Yeah, and that's that's huge. Of I, I don't want to be so consumed in my own life mm-hmm. and to be so selfish as to keep this gift to myself. I want, I would love to be able to, to continue to sharing other people's stories right. um, through different meetings, whether it's paintings or, or short films or whatever. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of those from that series is the one that got you the win, right? At the MSCVAC competition? Yes, yes. That's awesome. Um, I mean, I wanted to ask a little bit about how your faith affected your art, and you definitely answered that. Um, but I, I also think that even like the lighting in that series kind of gives off like a, I, I don't know, like godlike lighting, oh, yeah. <laughs> I would say. So is there's like some ethereal light coming from yes. like a corner or something like that. Right. Um, and that's very intentional. I, I The piece I submitted this year, um, it's called Miracle, and, and that has the same lighting effect of, like, that's kind of like a, a, a cohesive kind of element of through all these. And so right. um, that's just basically after going to all these people's stories, I wanted to come back to, to why I was doing it. And so um, that piece just reflects, um, it's based off the story of the blind man of Jesus healing him and mm-hmm. and that physical miracle, but but also the um, miracle that Jesus healed him from, from his sin and, and being able to have freedom through that so not just having sight physically but having sight spiritually Um, and I feel like Jesus has been doing the same in my life and so I wanted to be able to almost do a self-portrait of that and I haven't been able to do that in a long time so um, I got to do that last summer which is just a really cool experience and um, just getting to take some time to do a personal project for once was uh, was really sweet awesome well thank you for being so open about that and relating that story to us 
All right, you guys, we will be going on a quick break, but do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Support for KAMU comes from the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. All right, you guys, welcome back. Now we will be continuing my conversation with Luke Costarez. Um, so I know that you work in both physical and digital mediums. Yeah. Um, do you prefer one over the other? Are they equal? What would you say? I think there's something really special about oil painting that mm. just can't be replaced digitally. Yeah. Um, it just has a lot more personal touch to it. You can see the, the individual brush strokes. Um, and like that in itself tells a story of, of the process of getting there. Um, but there's something to be said about the, the digital world of there's so much ease of, of iteration, experimentation where you can do it so fast. Um, and I think that's a really cool place to be able to grow at a, at a quicker rate of you have this one idea and instead of having to um, maybe create a whole nother one from scratch or erase it. You can just copy and paste it and try something new. And so that process of um, continuing to to push it and, and go into areas um, of creativity that you haven't gotten to do before is, is really cool to do that digitally. Right. So for you, it's more of like a growing thing. You can grow faster in the digital world. I would world. say so, yeah. yeah. Um, do you see yourself in the future going more into the digital or? Yeah, like career-wise, I definitely yeah. see that um, happening. Um, Currently, I, I would say I'm going to go more into the design direction of whether that's going to be for advertisement or entertainment or um, for churches even. Uh, that's probably the, the area I'm going to go into, but I don't think that's ever going to diminish my passion for traditional arts as well. I think that um, the foundation for my ability to create in the digital world was laid by um, my understanding of art like physically. And right. so all these same principles and, and, and ideas apply just the same. And so I'll never stop wanting to paint and um, tell those stories. Um, but I think professionally, it'll definitely go into more of the digital world, with, which is how the world is. Right. I mean, I mentioned this because I, I saw your video game on your website. Yeah. And I thought it was super cool that the little clown walks around and then as you collect points it creates a more artful yeah. <laughs> world around mm -hmm. him that, that, that was really interesting yeah so where do you want to go after school <laughs> once you're done man here? that's a really good question yeah i came into college just like everyone else like this is my plan i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go to animation and i'm gonna create movies mm -hmm. um and as i've been in this major i'm like I'm just not super passionate about that. Um, and it's really cool to see like other people's passion for that. And I'm like, that is like ridiculously awesome that people are so on fire to create and tell stories through that medium. Um, but for me personally, I think um, there's just some limitations there of like technical constraints that um, it's just not who I am creatively. And so I think the design route is, uh, is where I'm headed. Right. Um, I think uh, one avenue where you can combine both of them is, is motion graphics. Mm -hmm. um, so that's uh, more of 
combining animation and design and um, taking all those principles that I've been learning this past uh, two years and being able to take them into another area. And so I don't think any of my education has been a waste of like backtracking and switching tracks within the within the program, but it's all been kind of culminating to, to a potential career. Right, yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to see where that takes you. Yeah, me, <laughs> me too. <laughs> all right, and anything else you want to tell the audience about your art that you think we haven't mentioned yet? Man, um, I think that like art is really just to tell stories. I think a lot of people always talk about like, man, like I can't even draw a stick figure. Like that's always, everyone always says that. Um, and I think while there's an element to art, just being a talent, there's also elements to hard work. And I think everybody has a story to tell. And I think, um, everyone has a means to do that. And so art doesn't have to be painting. It can be writing. It can be movies. Um, it can be just storytelling of, um, just through through different mediums it's whatever you like kind of want it to be mm-hmm. but i think it, it is there to create conversations and so um for me like the story i want to share is, is the gospel and and so that's always going to be a driving force of of jesus re- jesus redemptive story uh, of my life and trying to share that love with other people but everyone has their own story to tell and i think mm-hmm. this needs to be a, a place of open conversation and um, that goes on both ends of, of sharing your own story, but also receiving others. And I think that's just a beautiful thing about art. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much for stopping by, Luke. Yeah, I uh, appreciate your time, dude. It was awesome. Of course. Anytime. All right. Now to continue highlighting the students' talent here at Texas A&M, I have some songs from the Texas Aggie Band CD, uh, the Centennial CD from 1894 to 1994. And this first song will be The Stars and Stripes Forever, composed by John Philip Sousa, directed by Lieutenant Colonel Ray E. Toler.
All right, now to close off the show, we will be listening to Maroon Tattoo, composed by Joe T. Haney, directed by Lieutenant Colonel Ray E. Toller, from the Texas Aggie Band 1894-1994 Centennial CD. All right, you guys, that is the end of our show. A big thank you to Luke for stopping by and talking to us about his art. Have a great week. Thanks and gigum. I'm Hector Nino, and you've been listening to The Heart of Art, a production of 90.9 KAMU-FM. You can find all of our shows anytime at kamu.tamu.edu.
The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art is sponsored in part by the Texas A&M University Art Galleries, which includes the Stark and Forsyth Galleries located inside the MSC. The galleries provide a variety of opportunities to experience art exhibitions, events, and hands-on activities. More information at uart.tamu.edu.